Hi there, I'm Janet Quinlan, and this is Finding Joy in Motherhood, the podcast for women who are looking for practical tools and words of encouragement to create an orderly, joyful, faith and virtue-driven home. I'll share tips to create mindset shifts that change the way you discipline your children, love your husband, and enjoy your day. This podcast is about coaching women to be the best woman God is calling her to be. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, and welcome to episode 80, and today we're going to talk about teens. Well, many years ago, Michael and I first heard the concept of no teens, no adolescents in our home. We have children, and then we have young adults, and we completely skip over that idea of the teen years. It's a way of thinking that changes how we approach those years of 13 through 19. It's a thought that creates a leveling up of responsibility and expectations, rather than have fixed low expectations of our children during those years, we embraced a growth mindset for our maturing young adults to help them see their abilities and talents in front of them that were just waiting to be discovered, embraced, and nurtured. When our kids were young, my husband loved to tell the story and Probably our children would say he told it many, many times about Auguste Shoto. In the late winter of 1764, Shoto fitted out a boat and led a party of 30 men across the Mississippi River, where they landed at a place that would be a future settlement and trading post. Shoto directed the men to start clearing and laying out the streets, and he founded the city of St. Louis. He was 16. Has human nature really changed that much that that is so mind-boggling? At 16, he did that? Or have our expectations of human nature declined? There's a motivational speaker named Les Brown, and a famous quote of his is, no one rises to low expectations. What kind of life do we want for our young adults? So many people ask me, what do our teens need in order to have a happy, fulfilled life? Well, what they need isn't much different from what our young children or older adults need, but the implementation may look different. The first thing our children need is to feel safe. The suicide rate among teen boys has gone up, But among teen girls, it's tripled. It's tripled in the last few years. Why? They're not safe. They're on social media. They're playing the compare game. They're looking at what so-and-so did and how popular she is and look how much fun she has and how beautiful she is. It's a fantasy land on social media. And we give our children the tools to engage in that fantasy land by giving them a phone that checks right into social media. So they spend their time comparing and they never live up to what someone else is doing or living or the way they look or the friends they have. Our brains, unfortunately, will always tell us the negative before they'll tell us the positive. And especially during those formative teen years, they're always going to listen to that negative first. So we need to be vigilant with our children about limiting their social media. 
Girls are pressured to engage inappropriately via texting, sexting. We can't put our heads in the sand and say, not my girl. Yes, yes, your daughter and your son are just as vulnerable as anyone else. They're vulnerable to unexpected visuals sent to them. They're vulnerable to predators. The odds that your teenager are going to experience danger online compared to, you know, letting them play outside in the street and getting kidnapped in a van are astronomically higher. Don't be fooled. Don't be naive. Make clear rules and regulations with social media and watch what they're doing on social media. Also, isolation contributes to suicides. This texting has taken away all human interaction. And the video games that the boys play over and over and over again, it becomes their reality. And so children are growing up disconnected and isolated from each other and from the family. I strongly encourage you to be vigilant in protecting your child's innocence. Just say no. Say no to Netflix. Say no to movies that are inappropriate. Say no to TV shows. The rise in disrespect among children in our society corresponds with the rise in TV shows that showed children backtalking, arguing, and lying to their parents. Oh, and by the way, the stupid husband-father syndrome has also contributed to what children are doing in relationships in their home. You never heard backtalk or disrespect on Leave it to Beaver. We laugh about Leave it to Beaver, right? We say, oh my gosh, that's not even real life. It's, it's such a fantasy, except that it used to be. It's how I was raised. You never talked back. You never showed disrespect. You were honorable. You were expected to be honorable and honest. So it may seem like a silly thing, but don't let your children watch shows that make disrespect and lying a common reality because then they will think that that's what's expected of them. I also want to strongly encourage you to make sure you have safety apps on their phone. Please, please, please don't be naive. Your children, whether it's an active interaction or a passive interaction, will experience values and morals that are not yours. You need to protect them. You need to make them feel safe. Again, they may not like it. That's too bad. They don't understand it. When my children were teens, young adults, they complained a lot about our restrictions and about our rules. And now they thank us. Your children will thank you if they understand that you're imposing these restrictions and rules because you love them, because you want them to feel safe, and because you feel like you're going to have to answer to God for this. I used to tell my children whenever they got upset with something that I didn't particularly like giving them restrictions or rules, but that when I died, I had to answer to God for what I did and what I didn't do. So please make sure that you take care of your children in giving them safety. There's a great um, group online called Bark Technologies. You can follow them on Instagram at Bark Technologies. 
and they will educate you on what's really going on out there. And you prevent danger before it infiltrates your home. Also, there's an app called Custodio and probably many other apps that help put safety precautions on your children's phones. And don't be afraid to take their phone away when they use it inappropriately. It is the natural consequence of being irresponsible or take off everything on their phone that would be fun. (laughs) Basically, they can text you and answer the phone. Also, to make children feel safe, give them quiet in the home. Have restrictions on how much screen time they have. When our children were growing up, there was no PlayStation during the week, and there was only PlayStation on either a Friday night or a Saturday night. They can choose, but they had one night. And then I would let them go on. So they weren't allowed to be on it during the day. But after dinner, if that's the way they wanted to spend their Friday or Saturday night, they could. But during the day, they had chores around the home. They had homework to do. They needed to be quiet so that they could sit with their thoughts. They could discover creativity and reflect on their goals and dreams. It's so interesting. I was listening to a podcast the other day, uh, a pediatrician, and she had on a woman who's got this new program about helping children find quiet in their lives. And I thought to myself, isn't this rich? We as adults have given our children all kinds of things to fill up their lives with noise and distractions. And now we have this whole movement in psychology to make sure they have quiet. Get rid of the distractions and the noise. That will give them quiet. Also to feel safe, we need to teach our young adults the balance between freedom and responsibility. This is so important. Just because they are of a certain age doesn't mean that they can then participate in activities. They do need to understand that they're going to be different. Yes, they're not going to be able to do everything that everyone else can do. They'll have different rules than other children because, well, they're living in your family. And your family hopefully is a Christian family with a Christian perspective, with clear morals and values. Not a family where the I get what I want attitude wins. In teaching our young adults about the balance between freedom and responsibility, we want to make sure that they hear us say frequently that they should never be afraid to call us to come and get them when they're in a situation that has gone bad, that we won't get angry with them for calling us, We will respect them and trust them more when they call us and tell us to come get them. And I always told my kids, you can always blame us for needing to leave early. My mom said I had to come home early tonight or I'm sick or whatever. They should never feel bad about making up an excuse to leave if they need to or about blaming their parents. Children need to feel loved and cared for. Just because our children are no longer those cuddly little kids who freely give kisses and hugs, they still long for affection. It's the human condition. It doesn't matter what age we are. We long for connection, for bonding. And we bond through many different avenues, but physical bonding is one of them. We also help our young adults feel loved and cared for by showing them compassion. 
This is a difficult time to be a teenager. They have a lot of contradictions going against them. And so we need to be a place where they can find compassion and not always critiquing. We need to continue establishing the guardrails. Yes, they are widened from when they're small children, but we don't take them away when they become teens. They still need to feel the safety of those guardrails in our rules and our restrictions. We also help our teens feel loved and cared for by requiring them to contribute to the family home through regular chores. They live in this home. They should feel ownership, and they will feel loved and cared for when they contribute to the upkeep of the home. We need to help them with their space, their rooms. Their rooms are going to be a disaster for the most part. We need to keep reminding them and have firm rules on how they need to keep their room. Dirty clothes in the clothes basket, junk put away or pitched, beds made every day. This is the way that we keep them sort of human, a human tone to them. They're going to want to give in to their laziness. That is the age. We can't let them. Our job is to keep holding the bar high. And when we do that, when we sort of force them to live a high human tone, it actually helps them with their self-esteem and their self-confidence. So don't be afraid to give your children chores to do, regular chores, weekly chores, and daily chores. Every Saturday in our home, it didn't matter how old you were or how busy you thought you were. You changed your sheets, cleaned, dusted your room, throw garbage away, pick everything up. It was your contribution to the space where you lived. And all the children knew that. Our teens need to feel connected. If they don't feel connected to the family, they'll find another place to feel connected. This is so important. The number of friends that your teen has is not important. They need to have one. But even if they don't have one, if they're friends with their siblings, that's more important. But we make sure that our children feel connected to our family by having strong values and a sound moral family code, which is based on a strong faith. We also make sure that we limit extracurricular activities, whether it's socializing with friends, sports, or some other kind of hobby. If our kids are out all the time, then there's no time to bond with the family. And when they're out... They are disconnecting from the family, and we don't want them to do that in their high school years. It is so important that they be around us then. They can still go out and socialize, maybe one weekend night, not both. And our children were never allowed to go to parties until they were seniors and they were able to drive home if they needed to. But if our children went out during high school, we knew where they were going. We knew who it was they were going with. We made sure that there was no alcohol. And in the case of a couple of our kids, where we found out there was alcohol, they had consequences. And the consequences were that they weren't able to go out anymore because we couldn't trust them. That's so important to remember, too, that 
their freedom will depend on the trust that they establish with you. And we told our kids this. You have to impress upon them that when trust is broken, either with you or their friends or maybe even a future spouse, it's difficult and takes time to repair. So a simple I'm sorry is not enough. We can accept their apology, but unfortunately the consequences of dishonest behavior means that their freedoms are restricted. Freedom comes with responsibility, and they need to be responsible to you, their parents, by being honest and making sure that they live by their word. To help your children feel connected, especially your teens, make sure you have that strong family code, the family of who they belong to. So for instance, we're the Quinlans, and our family was first. We lived a Catholic faith with conviction. We respected each other in the home, and we gave hugs and kisses, hello and goodbye, and good night. We had fun together, and we supported each other. And even as they grow and go in their different directions, they all can feel that same family code that bonds them and unites them. Try to have opportunities where you have fun with your teens, to have family game nights or to watch a movie together or to have family events that are particular to your family. Creating a family connection with your teens is really important, especially when they are not around you and they have to make decisions. They're going to have to decide, do they live up to what they know you have established for the family? Or do they turn their back and walk away from that? Really important to fill their cup with lots of good memories and good times together as a family because they'll choose that in the end. We want to make sure that our teens are respected and understood. I think this is the most challenging part about the teen years is that we really need to make time to listen to them and to make them feel heard so that we don't discount what they say. We hear what they say, and we can, you know, in a sense, repeat it back to them and, and ask them if there's anything that you're not understanding about what they're saying. Communication is not just a one-way street from us to them. Communication is both ways, and really listening to what they're saying. And sometimes we need to step back on a particular situation and look at it from their perspective. Maybe the thoughts that we had about their actions were not accurate. You know, just because we think something doesn't mean it's true. Sometimes we have to talk to them and make sure we have all the details and all the understanding of the particular situation. We need to give our young adults a sanctuary in our home from the stress of the world. Our young adults still need guidance they still need to respect and obey authority, and they still need to live within guardrails. Although, again, the guardrails can expand as their responsibility expands. And they still need us to look them in the eyes, tell them we love them, and show affection, and encourage with confidence, and challenge them to be the best they can be, and accept them for who they are. Take care. If you like what you heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a review, and share with friends. Thank you. Have a great week.